shout out, shout out to you on the podcast officially. Happy fucking birthday, man. Thank you, man. How was it? How was your how was your birthday? That's yeah, fine. I had to work in the morning, but we just hung out with my brother and my dad the rest of the day. That's cool, man. I saw you uh I saw you eating chicken wings, my favorite cheat meal. I ate like I don't know. Probably like twenty five. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 reasonable. You know, when, I, when I go in, I go in on wings, man. It's not like I do a casual wing, like I can't have 10, you know yeah. what I mean? So it has to be double digits easily. Easily, yeah. So how was what was the hot sauce lineup like? Because I know you said you were doing like a hot wings type thing, which I'm very interested in. Well, I got from my work, I got like a Secret Santa gift of like these random hot sauces. So the first five were some of those and they weren't spicy at all. Yeah. And then the last five. We had um, Tabasco habanero. That's pretty good. Cool. Um, I have these. Uh, it's called Flat Iron Pepper Company. Okay. It's like a red pepper flakes, and they're it's called I can't feel my face, and so it's like super spicy. Damn. We did one with just that on it, and then I mixed it with barbecue sauce, so it'll stick better. Yeah. And then um, I have this. I I bought it at this random pepper shop. That was like a scorpion pepper hot sauce. Dude, those were sweet. Yeah. And it was like super spicy, but like awesome flavor. That's good to know. And then we had the last dab from the show, which wasn't that spicy. Dude, that's that's good to know because I'm I'm real into the I'm real into hot sauces. Joe Smith had also just entered the chat room is could definitely weigh in on this subject too. We were just talking about hot sauce and chicken. <laughs> Yeah, we were chatting about it last night a little bit. Were you? Yeah, yeah. man. That's that's what's up. It's my favorite. My favorite G Am I incredibly loud, Adam? No, you're fine. Adam, <laughs> don't want to wake up the neighbors. Good, uh, good, good uh, evening from Australia, Adam. Thanks for joining us again, bro. No worries, man. Anytime, bro. Oh, you're you're on, man. You're the. The Australian captain of the Lifting Dead Army, man. We need you. Inter Intercontinental. That's what's up. Well, uh, Mohawk Mandy messaged me. She said she can't join this morning because her Wi-Fi is messed up. I, I think I think that's just an excuse. I think she's afraid. But that, that's okay. We don't have to call her out on the on the podcast, but I will at the same time. So it's just the dudes and Ashley. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. She she's rad. So thanks for thanks for hanging out, guys. What's yeah, uh sure. Adam, how's the how are the lifts going, man? I saw you on the on our social media, man. We got you breaking records. Yeah. <laughs> finally Ooh, finally hit 187 kilo deadlift at a under 80 kilo body weight. That's so for all of us Americans that are dumb and don't know how to <laughs> what the kilogram to pound conversion is, that's like four hundred some pounds, five hundred pounds on that. Or am I wrong on that? I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> yeah, I think you're. I think it's right around close to five hundred pounds. Close to five hundred pounds. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. You think I would know this? But I, dude, as as long as I've tried, I still can't get it down. I don't know why. I don't know why we go by pounds and the rest of the world goes by kilos and use it. We should. Yeah. Do it. It's confusing. It's super confusing. Kilos yeah, makes more sense. The metric system. We're one of like two or three countries in the world that's just 
want to stick to it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 insane. But dude, that's fucking awesome. Seriously, uh, Adam, congratulations, man. I love. No, it. Thanks. I my goal is my goal is to get at least two hundred to join the two hundred club. So maybe on my comp coming up in April, I might able to hit it. So. I think I think we got you. How's your training going for that? My training's going well. I've actually I normally stick to three days a week, but yeah. I've I pushed myself today and uh, well yesterday sorry on su- uh, Sunday, and I'm um, just done a bit of volume work and some cardio. That's, That's it, cool. really. Yeah, the, the the key with powerlifting and like mainly training for strength is a it's a balance because you don't want to do too much, right? Yeah. That's why I kind of just stick to cardio maybe like once a week. Right. And I know the yoga has been helping you, bro. So it has. It, it's nice. definitely pain too. Yeah, man. Working through those ranges of motion and all that, all that stress on your, on your joints and hips and stuff from like deadlifting 500 pounds, man. That's a, uh, that's huge. But the, the, the yoga will definitely help you, man. So I'm glad to see you doing that. We're happy. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate right. it. Well, we will support you and your competitions when in April. Yeah, I believe the 18th. All right, so we'll all rally for you there, man. We'll send you. We'll send you a badass shirt. You can rep it out. Speaking Hell of yeah. this one, I, I this is the this long sleeve I just sent you, man. So it should take with the way the post office is about six months to get there, but it'll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Make sure you rep it hard. Everybody else. I, I will, man. Thanks, man. We know you will. Thanks for thanks for showing up, everybody. Um, yeah, we'll open the we'll open it back up a little bit later. So if you guys can mute yourselves, I'll do the the Hollywood babble on, and we'll talk about fucking paranoid, the, the hits, the greatest hit Sabbath album. And Joe, you're on the hot seat for after after this because we're going to talk about your first time listening to Black Sabbath. I'm going to put that off last. That's all I'm saying. We're making new Black Sabbath fans, which is really the goal of this podcast. It, you know, I can just, I can disguise it as much as I want about health, wellness, and well-being and stuff. But really, my ploy is just to get more people listening to Black Sabbath because I think it would make the world a better place. And a lot of people don't know about Sabbath. They don't know that. Or they just know what we're going to talk about on this album, Paranoid, like they know war pigs they know maybe maybe war pigs they definitely know uh iron man right who doesn't know iron man it's like everybody if you're if you learn guitar at all that's probably the first or second or third song at least that you'll learn on guitar but the beauty with all these these songs this is a great entry level record for everybody that will listen to black sabbath you know, um, new fans coming in. I know, uh, and again, we'll talk about Joe's experience later because you, you texted me, dude. That made me, that made me crack up. Dude. That's awesome. Uh, your first time listening to Sabbath was the first album, I think you said. And that's, it's a weird bluesy kind of vibe to it. And it's not what everybody thinks of when they think of Black Sabbath. But most people, when they think of Black Sabbath, they'll think of Paranoid. So if you're anybody out there that's just, dabbling in black sabbath or they don't quite understand why we're so obsessed with black sabbath and what why this is a making it a thing like that 
I would suggest you start with Paranoid because those are the more radio friendly. Those are the hits. Those will get you. Those will get your mind lubed up to be fucked by the power of Black Sabbath later. So War Pigs opens this, and it's just it's it's iconic. You know, it's it's political. A lot of it's about Vietnam. Obviously, it came out in 1970. So if you got to hit yourself back in that time frame a little bit, which we would all love to, I feel like I'm a, I'm a child of the seventies and I was just reincarnated in the wrong time, but there are all the songs, just like every other black Sabbath song or more, or if not, definitely still, if not more relevant today, um, the lyrics all written by geezer Butler, super slept on lyricist political political consciousness it deals with um you know depression and anxiety ptsd all the all kinds of this stuff and most people think well that don't know about black sabbath this is just about like satan or whatever and there's hardly any of that on this record actually um, which is very interesting the more i kind of take this album for granted you know it's kind of because it's just so much like the hits album and people just it's the popular one. So I don't really examine it and listen to it as much, but for, but doing this podcast kind of forces me to. So, you know, before this I had, you know, the headphones on, I was taking notes and I, I really do try to like dig in and like pick out some stuff to talk about. And there, there's a lot on here that you can overlook, especially if you're just taking it at face value. Um, Paranoid, obviously the song is the major hit. I mean, it's been in a million movies. It's everybody knows the riff to Paranoid probably and iron man but the, the cool thing and i think the most effective thing about paranoid is if you just read the lyrics like pull up the lyrics and it's like to read it like poetry it's super fucking sad and depressing and like uh introspective but it's sang in like such a catchy poppy almost happy kind of way and i think that's one of the coolest and most effective techniques in music and in art in general is it's kind of like you're getting a stadium full of people to sing this kind of like <laughs> depressing, sad shit in a happy way. And they don't even realize it, you know? And I got, that got me thinking like, man, that's kind of what I try to do with death comes lifting too, make all these uh, health conscious people rep, uh, you know, old school death metal and coffins and stuff without, without them even knowing it or the other way around, you know, getting all the death metal crowd to rep health and wellness without even knowing it. And I think Sabbath, they were kind of like smart asses like that, like kind of black, black magic musician, musicians. And they kind of always got snuck in themes and things that were not so prevalent unless you look into it. And I, I always appreciate that about Sabbath. And I guess I'm more inspired by that than I thought I was. Moving on from that, like I said, everybody knows Iron Man. And I'm from Pittsburgh. Right. So I always never, never understood why the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, the football team, and I don't know shit about football, but it's like, why is our theme song not Iron Man by Black Sabbath? That's just one of those that one of those gripes I've always had about being being from here. But I'm also not a football fan, so we can we can waste our time talking about football and the Steelers if you want to. And you can see how much I don't know about that so if anybody out there is a football fan or anything like that let's let's hear what you have to say about why is not the Steelers song Iron Man do you know what the Steelers fucking I'll 
I'm probably going to get into it. I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here, and I'll, this wasn't planned. So this girl I was dating at the time, you guys will appreciate it, um, took me to my first Steeler game or football game ever. I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know anything about the culture of football. Yeah, yeah, Ashley, I'm with you. She said, because the Steelers suck. Well, I guess that's Mike that said that, but it's on Ashley's name. But I'm going to say that Ashley said that. Be yeah, and I, yeah, good. I agree with you. I think um, I think all football sucks. She's a Steelers fan. I still love you, Ashley. It's it's all good. No matter you, Ashley could do no wrong here. Um, but the the theme song like is uh, and I don't even know if it's if you we should call it a theme song like the pump up song. You know they play it like live events or whatever. I don't know what our song is or what, or anything going in. And uh, Renegade by Styx came on. Does everybody, does everybody know Renegade by Styx or the band Styx? Super fucking lame, right? And, and, uh, and I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, it's a fucking football game. So everyone's yelling and it's, uh, it's packed and shit. And um, Renegade comes on and everybody starts singing Renegade. And I'm like looking around like super perplexed. I'm like, why? is this stadium full of people right now singing Renegade by Styx. And she's like, that's our song. I was like, what does that mean? She's like, it's like the song that they play. I'm like, this is our pump up song, Renegade by Styx. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. She knew nothing about music. Should have, should have known how that one was going to work out. Uh, and I was like, just fucking cracking up and making fun of it the whole time. And she got mad at me. But from there, it's like, why can't, I, like, there's a million songs with metal and iron or whatever, every awesome heavy metal songs like that. And I don't understand why the Steelers would not have that as a theme. And maybe that is part of my legacy here at Death Comes Lifting is to take it to the top, represent Pittsburgh, and completely change everything that sucks about the Steelers. So, Mikey, I might have to do that. But at the end of the day, I really don't give a fuck because I really don't give a fuck about football. But I just thought that was funny. And I was, yeah, went out on a tangent there. But I hope you appreciated it. And I love you, Joe, but I, I think Sticks blows. That's that's just me. If Sticks, if Sticks, if you're listening, you blow. Okay. Uh, Planet play Caravan. Uh Moving on, Planet Caravan. If anyone knows Planet Caravan on um, Paranoid, uh, Pantera does an awesome cover of this, by the way. But it's like the classic, like, 1970s weed smoking song. Like, they had to just throw the weed song in there. It's like one of those just, like, takes you on a journey you're supposed to kick back. So I think that's Planet Caravan. But the what we really need to get into is the B-sides of this record that a lot of people don't know. Uh, we're talking about electric funeral, which is about like nuclear bombs and shit going on. And that record absolutely destroys. It is an underrated riff. One of the more underrated riffs that Tony Iommi ever wrote. And then we got Hand of Doom, which is basically where Tony Iommi got his name. That song is like a seven minute journey. Um, again, it deals with uh, you know, depression and uh, soldiers. Vietnam vets coming back and doing heroin and stuff. That's why it's the, the hand of doom. It's really dark, but it's really sweet too. And um, so we could go on and on. And you guys know that I could go on and on talking about all these Black Sabbath songs in depth. But 
with an album like this that's so iconic and so i mean it was recorded 50 fucking years ago so if you think about that let's it's not even about the songs anymore it's about this is what we talk about all the time with sabbath and just like being bigger than yourself is the legacy it's not even about like how these songs sound or like what the lyrics are it's about like all that was done to these songs in the past 50 years <laughs> you know like how many lives were changed how many movies were these songs in what do these songs mean to people i mean it's just it, they've been everywhere and uh to leave a legacy like that to put something out into the world like any artist would know if you make doesn't matter if you make music or stupid t-shirts or anything like that when you create it is yours but when you put it out into the world it's no longer yours and it takes on a meaning of its own right and it takes on you know, if you have fans or a following or whatever, they it means something to them. Like, how many songs do you love that totally mean something to you that probably or definitely wasn't what the artist intended? And that that's a super special thing about art and music in general. And I think uh, such a powerful classic album and classic is classic now. And what how you know it's really classic? It's classic at the time it probably wasn't even well received in fact they said it really at the time a lot of critics hated it and stuff but it ended up being their most successful record so you're doubting yourself or people are doubting you for what you put out no in time it could become a classic because a lot of classics weren't praised at the time it could be just ahead of your time which sabbath was and look at them now and that's what we're all doing man the lifting dead army emulates sabbath in every way and you guys are strong and we love you for it man so keep listening to sabbath keep rocking and rolling i hope i didn't babble too much about stupid shit but that's what we do here on the podcast so let's all babble about stupid shit together let's uh unmute yourselves and let's talk about how much sticks blows so, <laughs> except for that one just... song <laughs> which one renegades <laughs> Renegade, yeah, especially Renegade. Right. Uh, I'm gonna get so much hate from like everybody in my in my hometown for for that probably, but like that's, I, that's what we do. I just have a really weird relationship with music, and for some reason, Sticks has always just been a part of my life. And uh, their lyrics are really wild. They just take you on so many little adventures, and it's just a weird fantasy world of crazy glammy rock and roll and i can't look away from that that's so cool i mean that's <laughs> i i love i love differing opinions on that and i love hearing your perspective of it because being somebody that like i dig and i respect your opinion makes me almost want to like sticks a little bit more so that's how that's how these things work and like you know that goes back to what we were saying about sabbath is especially these songs, like it could mean, it means something so totally different to everybody. Music is so just much related to your experience with it. So if you had positive, cool experiences in your life with sticks, man, I'm not trying to take that away from you at all. Like, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. But uh, what about you, Gorak down there? What do you think of Paranoid? Is it worth, is it worth of all, all the praise? I know you jam a lot of riffs from it. So they, they're like just so fun to play and shit. It is. It's um. It's one of like the one of the biggest albums. Definitely. You know, it's got all the hits, 
obviously, like, you know, like what you're saying, like with Paranoid and Iron Man and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I honestly, I, I like the, um, I like the Dio stuff, to be honest. I know you do. That's cool. No, the reason why I say that is um, the songwriting's different. Very much. Much, much different. Very much. Um, I mean, they just developed, especially Iomi, because uh, he's, you know, the band master chief. As they, as they progress, I mean, this Paranoid was their second record. You know, so any band, it just grows like that. By the time they had Dio, they were already eight albums deep or whatever. So they had all that time and all that experience to refine their songwriting. And definitely, like, just from a pure songwriting perspective, they excel definitely in the Dio years and even into the Tony Martin years. If you uh, take the time to listen to some of that shit. Um, I've actually listened to a few songs by the Tony Martin era. And it's actually pretty good. Dude, it's really good. It's really slept on. And that's another mission of this podcast is to bring that back up to the <laughs> consciousness because it's not on Spotify. It's not on Apple Music. It's like barely. I'm pretty on- sure one album's on Spotify. Yeah, like uh, Forbidden maybe. And that's not even the yeah. best one. I, it's the, the one is Headless Cross and TYR. That's what you need to look up so, for sure. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. Um, when we cover it and stuff but uh the the songwriting is is insane and uh, a lot of people don't know that but joe what i forgot i wanted to ask you about your first time listening to black sabbath tell us tell us about it tell, tell us what happened it, it was definitely it was definitely my fault i would i would definitely take credit for that i would assume right uh, yeah take all the credit that you want because i don't think that i ever would have actually just gone out of my way to listen to black sabbath without hearing about it all the time <laughs> I just, uh, just be shoving it down everybody's throat all the time. Like you just Sabbath Sunday all the time, every day, every day. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. okay. I'm sorry, I, I have I to really apologize agree. to you, but I'm also not sorry at the same time. So. I don't apologize. Uh, it's something different. Uh, I've got a really weird relationship with music. I don't really listen to any specific kind of music, whether it's weird country music at work or just yeah. anything really but um it really surprised me the first time when i listened to the black sabbath uh, the first album correct sure yeah sure. <laughs> uh because it was so bluesy like right. that was the only vibe that i really got from it was just it sounded like just classic blues music and that i was not expecting that right. and then when the album got over and spotify No, you guys are frozen. Can you hear me? Can you see me? My bad, everybody. Which is definitely more like what I expected Sabbath to sound like. Uh, Yeah, but then I did listen to Paranoid. It lost me at Planet Caravan. (laughs) I was absolutely you weren't high enough, Joe. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I had to go to the grocery store. I wasn't going to drive and be high. <laughs> we, we do not condone drug use on this podcast. We are a health and wellness platform, and that is totally just hypothetical jokes. So don't correct. Worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, been sober for 20 some days now. So <laughs> good for you, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. Take, take a little breather while I'm training. So, um, but 
Yeah, that when it came to Planet Caravan and it kind of got into it just reminded me of Pink Floyd, which is a band that I just really, really cannot. I just can't with them. And I understand. I understand. I, I, I get it regional like sound, because uh, I don't know. But the other songs uh reminded me of other days in the past and drug use and the way that my life used to be and staying up until like four five six seven in the morning jamming out on guitar hero trying to not mess <laughs> up uh, in there yeah. dog we can talk all about that yeah but just uh, staying up way too late doing too many drugs with friends and trying to play guitar hero all night yeah, yeah, man. We've all we've all been there. We're glad you're on the path to sobriety and health and success now. That's why we can relate. That's why we can talk about it, man. That's awesome. But um, for sure, so that, that's know. great to hear. And I love that. Uh, it surprised me too, but I guess it shouldn't be surprising that the first Sabbath record sounds so bluesy and and really jazzy too, especially towards the end. Like if you get the Wicked World, like the Bill Ward. And yeah, it's like real, really based in jazz, but it made me just as a music fan and I'm a, and this is, is a cool conversation too, because I know we all have eclectic taste in music and uh, you know, just from seeing what you post, what you listen to when you're working out and stuff, I'm the same way. It's like all over the place. Like, doesn't matter. It could be like Bruce Springsteen, EDM, Cannibal Corpse, and it's all in one fell swoop. It doesn't even matter. Um, but it just, I'm just a music nerd history. Like not, I love everything about it. So I love going back and just kind of retracing footsteps. So like, where did Sabbath get that from? Then you like, or then you look at all like the blues artists and the jazz artists and all, you know, heavy metal wouldn't, wouldn't be anything of what it is if it wasn't for the American blues. And then, you know, we, we have to give a lot of credit to that. And even though, even over in the UK, all those guys, Rolling Stones, I mean, they were all inspired by like muddy waters and shit and going back and listening to muddy waters and seeing who he was inspired by and just like kind of going through down that whole rabbit hole is just is fascinating to me and i think that the first first sabbath record is a nice uh nice slice and reminder of all all that stuff so i think it's just a music nerd like you are like myself that's probably why you appreciated it more so than like master of reality and paranoid which i totally dig for sure and, uh, don't get me wrong i liked both paranoid and master of reality and i'm curious to see where the rest of this journey goes but well, it's gonna uh, get weird <laughs> that's all right i like weird shit mikey i know you're a punk rock guy i don't want to leave you out of the sabbath conversation bro but uh, well what is, what's your stance on black sabbath we never really talked about it well back in my degenerate days when i used to drink a lot we go like all have these i love it Let's go. We, we used to go to karaoke and I would always sing Paranoid. Yes. Draw hell. <laughs> so it'd be Paranoid and Suffragist City by David Bowie were my two uh, drunk karaoke songs. You can't go wrong, bro. That's the, those are great. That's, not the karaoke of my... That's high energy, too. That's not necessarily easy to sing either. You got you to gotta be on, on point and all fired up. Iron Man would probably be easier. This so is probably the really wrong thing. Go ahead. I was gonna say this is probably the wrong thing to admit on a uh, heavy metal and horror movie podcast, but my karaoke jam—the uh, one song that I'd always kind of get drunk and sing at uh, karaoke was "Look Away" by Chicago. Oh, nice! Man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, know uh, you guys see the movie Little Nicky, I assume. 
Yeah. If he plays the Chicago record backwards and it says, I command you in the name of Lucifer to spill the blood of the innocent. And he's like, holy shit, Chicago kicks ass. That's <laughs> what I think of every time that somebody brings up Chicago. So that's very heavy metal of you, Joe. Very. All right. Um, I, uh, I also used to get drunk and do my fair share of karaoke. And uh, my best friend, Kyle, who you may or may not have seen on creeping on my the Death Comes Lifting social medias, does have a famous video of me karaoke bodies by Drowning Pool with like four drunk soccer moms. And that may or may not be released at some time. In the future. Hell yeah. 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 I didn't do a good job. It was, it was it wasn't good. That's already a shitty song. I feel like I succeeded in making it worse, at least sound-wise. But visually, it, it looks pretty ridiculously awesome. But I'm glad to know, Mikey, that you don't hate Black Sabbath. I kind of thought I kind of thought that you might, and I was like, I love you for just showing up to this podcast every week, <laughs> talking to listen to me talk about Sabbath. Either way. What are some good what's what what are some good punk rock music that you recommend for lifting? Let's get down to business. Let's talk about that a little bit. Give us okay. like your top. Just because I'm personally curious. Let what, me let what, me get my Spotify list up. Do it, man. That'd be awesome. Uh, not to plug the Death Comes Lifting Spotify, but I have been listening to the Death Comes Lifting Punk uh, playlist that got thrown together, and that they, there's some good there's some really good shit on there. There's so. definitely some good shit on there. I, I'm, I'm a punk fan, but I'm not like a, I don't go as deep into punk as I do with like metal and stuff. But um, I, I, I like to say I know at least a lot of the classic, classic yeah. kind of punk. So uh, some of the bands I listen to, um, there's one band called the Jasons. Oh, yeah. They're from uh, Morgantown, West yeah. Virginia. They play I've like seen a, them open for Wednesday 13. Like, yeah, they, they, they play like a Ramon style. It's called Ramones Core. Yeah, they're awesome. I mean, I listen to a lot of Ramones and then Teenage Bottle Rocket. Um, uh, what are they called? Uh, Capcom Heroes is a new game. Or a, a new uh, band I've been listening to. Awesome. Uh, stuff like that. I'm writing this down. And Rancid is always a good. Yes. Rancid's Rancid sweet. I, um. I, that was, those are one of the bands that I kind of slept on for a long time. You know, you see them everywhere, especially in like punk rock circles. I never really took the time to like listen to them. And you want something heavy? Awesome. Uh, yeah. The casualties. I saw them open for the Misfits one, one of their shows, and I was the like, oh, casualties? Okay. Yeah, they were good. Awesome. And then, uh, what else? I don't know. I just also listen to random stuff when I work out too. Like, I listen like a lot of uh, Celine Dion. Yeah, I mean, I, my heart goes on. It's an awesome song. That's fucking all. Yeah, dude. I'm not joking <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the real shit. Because, like, the the gym I go to, they always blast, like, I, I would call it, like, bully metal, like what, like, bros would listen to. Like, like God Smack? Yeah, like, early 2000, just, like, I don't know. Uh, just There's a time and a place for that shit. The gym I go to does the same thing. It's, like, disturbed. Yeah, and I was like, I don't listen to that crap, so I just put on my headphones, and whatever comes on, comes on. Yeah. Sometimes I get in touch with, like, my 2003 jock side of me and throw on, like, fucking Godsmack and, yeah. or, you know, and, and go, to, go to town at the gym. There's a time and a place for it, but I understand what you're, I understand yeah. what you're saying. 
the do for you? What about you down there coming from Australia? What, what's your favorite lifting music? Uh, at the moment, I've been cranking uh, Body Count's last two albums. Oh, yeah, man. You can't go wrong and with that at all. So friggin' good. And um, oh, that and uh, the latest Hatebreed album that just came out. I have yet to listen to that. Um, so fucking good. <laughs> is it? That's good to know. It is. Yeah. Like the whole album is great, but yeah, I'm a big hate uh, hate breed friend uh, fan. So yeah, I like I appreciate them, especially after seeing them live. You know, this is one of the bands that I, I would listen to. And be like, they're cool, they're all right, or whatever. Like, I get it, but like when you see them live, you really get it. They really bring that. They really bring. They that. were supposed to open up. Uh, they were meant to play in Australia. I think it was last year as one of the headlining acts with Parkway Drive and Kill Switch Engage. Damn, there you go. Yeah. That'd be a good show. I those are my three of my favorite bands. So. Parkway Drive is good too. Great little band from uh, Byron Bay. Do you guys get a lot of shows and, and stuff that where, where you're at in Australia? Um, locals, yeah. Like um, maybe the last concert I've been to was my friend's uh, band called Molly and the Curls. They're like a, uh, a punk rock band from Sydney. Yeah. They're I've actually been, pretty good. Yeah. You've sent me them. They are pretty fucking cool. That's awesome. They're, they're cool. I'm really, I'm really good friends with the bass player and stuff like that. So um, yeah. He's oh, actually so live shows are happening where you're at. Yeah. Now? With the, Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Which we is good. To, you need them to start happening in the United States. It needs to happen. That's our, that's our goal. <laughs> Can only hope. So, hey, Adam, how far are you from Sydney? Uh, like two and a half hours. All right. My, uh, my best friend lives in Sydney. Yeah, I remember you were telling me that. Yeah. yeah. That's sick. Have you, have you been to Australia before? No, Sydney? I want to go, but... Yeah, uh, if you do, you can bring the other two guys with you if you want. So yeah, we're all gonna we're all gonna come down and crash on your couch, man. Yeah, know. that's I've fine seen, by me, man. That's fine I've by seen, me. I just I've got seen the, some yeah. of those pictures, and uh, I don't know. And your area looks pretty ugly. That beach looks disgusting. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> There's sharks in there too, man. So better watch out, alright. Yeah, I'm fighting a shark. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a beach guy. I'm not an ocean or beach guy. Like, I'll look at it from, like, a distance and be like, sweet. Looks awesome. Oh, but, man, I love the ocean. I can just live yeah. in the ocean. I would. I'm afraid of it. I'll, I'll, I'll admit it right I now. I have to, like, pull them out of the afraid. ocean. I don't know. Ever, ever since I, like, first watched uh, Piranha, <laughs> so, I only get to a certain, a certain spot in the water <laughs> after watching that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's completely understandable and piranha fucking rules wait which like, piranha are we talking about my <laughs> fear of the ocean goes like <laughs> deeper than that like I'm like in there and I'm thinking about like how much many creatures and like things are in here and how long ago this shit was there before I was even thought of and humans were like it goes deep and I'm like this shit's just like we're just not supposed to be in here man just like we should just let this go we should <laughs> and then I'm just I'm out I, the shit the, the the fact that fucks me up the most i know everybody knows this i'm not, I'm not saying anything crazy but like the fact that like 90 whatever percent of the ocean is still unexplored fucks with me it's like we don't know what the hell's down there like no like, you don't godzilla. anything can be down there godzilla literally is gonna it's gonna happen <laughs> you guys mark my words when godzilla emerges from the depths of the ocean everybody's surprised 
say the death comes lifting podcast told you so <laughs> you know the elder gods coming up from the deep yeah like pacific rim <laughs> style seriously <laughs> which is an all that's a slept on movie as well which so one pacific rim Guillermo ah, yeah. i love that oh. movie underwater more recently i don't know if you caught that one loved it loved it, it was so Freaked good out. yeah it was so good the ending That's exactly why i'm afraid end. of the ocean right there underwater <laughs> exactly what I'm afraid of. but i get like it. you the warlord i respect you for not being afraid of the ocean man. We'll, we'll need you on our side when we go to when we have the lifting dead pilgrimage to australia we'll lift weights and kilos and uh you can... <laughs> we can go for a post-workout swim let's do it <laughs> I want some have some Vegemite in there. Oh, no, stay away from that shit, bro. Have some Nutella, oh, no. man. It's awful. What's the? Can, oh, dude, we're gonna go to the fucking first Taco Bell in Australia post workout. <laughs> nah, stay away from that too, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Adam, what are what are those little cookies? Tam Tams. Tim Tams. Yeah, those are so good. <laughs> yeah, they are so good. I haven't had one in in, in so long. So good. When our when our friend came back to visit he brought some yeah australia is a super interesting place dude i i definitely am trying to make it there a lot of there's a lot of good horror movies that come from australia they're uh, yeah they're really even uh, in new zealand as well what would you say bro in new zealand there's some um good oh, horror yeah. films as well yeah have definitely. you seen um black sheep yeah, man. Black Sheep rules, dude. That's, oh, yeah. dude, that is so cheesy, man. That's so fucking good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's so it's it like it knows exactly what it is, and that's what I like about it. It's like the evil dead of sheep. Of oh, sheep. Yes. <laughs> I'm just, just like, fuck. What it, I, I remember I was uh, on the train ride home from work when I was walking with my mate down the coast. And I was watching it, and it was like this little kid behind me looking at me. I'm like, don't watch this shit, bro. Don't watch this shit, bro. You don't, <laughs> you don't know what's good for you, son. Give him a Black Sabbath record instead. And then yeah. Like, once, once, you Change master, life. once you master Black Sabbath, then you can come over to Black Sheep. You know? Yes. But uh, no, Australia, it has its own its own like language in horror movies. It's very dark and fucked up in its own way. It's really cool. Really cool. I don't know, yeah. I don't know what's very, going on. Um, very underground, too. Yeah. It's very underrated. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I know. Even like in the metal scene as well. The Baba Duke is that what that movie's called? Right. That that's an Australian film, right? What's that? The Baba Duke. That's if I'm not mistaken, that's Australian, right? Or the least director. She was a well, she's a woman. Up, I could probably look this up right now and get to the bottom of it. But it's really that that I know I got a lot of praise when it came out a few years ago. Um, it's really, really great, man. The Babadook's a fucking awesome classic ghost story, like kind of haunted movie. It's uh, it's very, it's very dark. It and, is uh, Australian. It is Australian. Yeah. If oh. you can just get past the kid uh, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, right? I, can, I mean, it gets a little yeah. rough, but that plays on the whole fear and anxiety yeah. of the whole situation and kind of. Right. It's kind of like it then. wouldn't be as effective without that. I feel like. Correct. Absolutely. So, yeah. uh, Housebound. If you haven't seen Housebound, uh, I think that was out of New Zealand. Maybe it might have been Australia, but that one's one of my uh, kind of favorite, more recent uh, movies in that from that area. 
Uh, it's good to know. I've seen it. I, I mean, not watched it, but I've, I've seen I've seen it on streaming or whatever, and I didn't know it was Australian. And now now yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Check it out. It's actually hilarious and and, and also scary at the same time. Yeah. I've actually got the Shutter app recently, and that's not too bad either. No, Shutter's great. Shutter's, Shutter's legit, man, for sure. There's uh, there's a lot of international movies on there too. So I, I think was Housebound on there at some point. That might have been. That might have yeah. Been I don't think it's yeah. there. I'm not. I'm not too sure if the Australian version is the same as the American version, though. But I actually got around to watch Good. Is it Good Night, Mommy? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a oh, that, that is so fucked up. <laughs> That's a real fucked up one. I love movies like that. <laughs> the, one, the, the end of the movie, like, it was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> yeah, we're not it was, I enjoyed it. I did too. I, if I watch new horror movies, like, I like shit like that, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, thought of getting into the Creepshow series as well, so. Oh, that was awesome. I love yeah. that, yeah. Totally 80s, like, practical effects and stuff. Like, we need Did more. you catch the Christmas special? Yeah, I did. I love. I like that. Too. Yeah, same. I watched it on Christmas Eve. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. It's what we need more stuff like that in the world. More good Christmas specials. Amen. Agreed. Well, we can talk about the, the um, what's next holiday? Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day special coming out. They're they're having a Valentine's Day special coming out. Yeah, you know, you know Joe Bob Briggs from. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I do. I'm sorry. Yeah. He has like a thing on Shutter. Like like he used to have back in the nineties, but he has a oh. Valentine's Day special coming up. It's fucking awesome! Like horror movies that are like based on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm mad! Yeah. We we may or may not be doing something over here in Death Comes Lifting World for the Valentine's Day special. We can get it together. We're gonna we're gonna try. So all you out there, all you sweet over there for your sweethearts. We'll do something. We'll do something fucked up for you for sure. <laughs> I like Valentine's Day. I'm a hopeless romantic though. You know what I mean? So. I always thought I always appreciated it, even though it's kind of made up and shit. But who knows? All horror, all holidays yeah. might be made up. Fucking prove it, right? <laughs> but I'd love to keep talking about Australia, but I gotta roll out of here, man. So I have a I have a client in fifteen minutes, and I gotta get my shit together. But uh, this is the best day, best part of my week. I love hanging out with you guys. I love listening to Sabbath and drinking coffee and talking to all you guys. And uh, well, we could talk about ACDC on Australia on the Australia topic next week because those uh yeah those, I'm down those, with that those man first Bond Scott era records I mean I'll put I'll stack those up with anything so yeah you sound like my you sound like my dad he's he's like yeah I listen to the Bond Scott eras yeah <laughs> I'm with your dad I'm like the old cynical like rock fan you know like uh, yeah and like he got me into Dio as well so i should thank him for that <laughs> yeah yeah with respects to adam's dad and all of you <laughs> cheers my friends this and mikey your shirt's really free. good too by the way oh man yeah oh yeah i like that shirt <laughs> oh yeah well thanks guys we'll talk next week this has been awesome mohawk mandy we missed you but that, that's, that's our guess. Was it Ashley? No, you held down for, for the ladies. Ah, was, all right. We're twins friend. now, man. <laughs> Love you guys.